an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Been a lot of talk out there about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and all of the fallout since Rob Manfred made the decision to pull it outside of Atlanta. Now, positive sign for the Braves, and you guys know this, my 10-year-old has become such a big Atlanta Braves fan that we watch every Atlanta Braves game every night in my house. Braves are 5-8. and eight. I know everybody has their favorite Major League Baseball team. Ronald Acuna Jr. right now, the favorite to win the NL MVP. That's the positive. Negative for the Braves, they aren't very good. And the negative continues to be that they're not going to host the All-Star game, even though they were trying to honor Hank Aaron. And the impact of Rob Manfred's decision to pull the All-Star game is now out because there is a morning consult, a uh, overall poll that they have done to gauge the reaction inside of Major League Baseball. And guys and girls... It is the worst reaction based on the immediate poll result of any commissioner decision in the 21st century. It's not just that Rob Manfred made a bad decision. It's that he made a disastrous one relative to virtually every decision that has been made uh, in the 21st century by any commissioner. Now, let me explain how this thing works. They poll at morning consult 
Republicans and Democrats and independents to see what their overall favorability rating is of a variety of different brands. And sports, historically, has tended to be pretty evenly favorable between Democrats and Republicans because sports, historically, has not been very political. Whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, you're able to sit back and enjoy sports. And sports brings us together, as I like to say, if you're in a stadium or an arena and your team wins and you turn to high-five someone, you don't think about what the politics or the religion or the race or the sexuality or the, uh, or the ethnicity of the person sitting around you is because you are united in one tribe, whatever that sports tribe might be, you're all pulling in the same direction. And I think it's great for cities. I think it's great for states. I think we need places where we all come together and we don't have to get wrapped up in our identities, which are often used to divide us. So Major League Baseball had an overall favorability rating of 47 among Republicans. And it had an overall favorability rating of about 41 among Democrats. So pretty favorable. After the decision by Rob Manfred to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta, the favorability rating for Major League Baseball moved from plus 47, which meant that Republicans tended to really like Major League Baseball, all the way down to plus 12. One decision wiped out nearly three-quarters of the favorability feeling and rating that Republicans had for Major League Baseball. And, as if that were not bad enough, Democrats didn't like Major League Baseball really any more based on their decision to pull the All-Star game than they did already before. Putting that into context, Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred managed to alienate a massive portion of their fan base, Republicans, and they didn't gain anything from Democrats in the process. This is exactly what I mean by get woke, go broke, as it pertains to sports. Because you are not gaining any fans by interjecting politics directly into sports like Major League Baseball did. And in the process, you are losing a ton of fans. This, to me, is a disastrous business decision, and it's just bad for overall sports fans everywhere. We have a large listenership of commissioners, of executives, This is the most influential sports talk show in the morning anywhere in the country by far. And also the biggest audience anywhere. So I want all of those guys out there and girls and executives and everybody out there listening to this right now to think about what I'm telling you. Rob Manfred could have made a good decision as it pertained to this controversy to the extent that there is any real controversy in the first place because actually this voting bill in Georgia was a manufactured story. It wasn't actually doing 
what was claimed to be done. There are likely to be more people voting in Georgia in 2022 and 2024 because of this bill. That's what virtually everybody is saying. This was a made-up hashtag activism. But all Rob Manfred had to say was this. I could have been Major League Commissioner for purposes of this decision and done an infinitely better job protecting the brand and the business. Here's what I would have said. And this is not written. This is just me speaking off the cuff if I were asked a question about this. We are going to keep the All-Star game in Atlanta because Atlanta is, to a large extent, a majority black city. Now, larger surrounding community also has a large black population. Atlanta has many minority businesses and This game is forecast to provide around $100 million in economic benefit, much of which will go to minority businesses. So I understand there is an argument that we should move the All-Star game. I don't agree with it because I think that we are hurting many people who tend to be uh, living in the Atlanta area, both white, black, Asian, Hispanic, many of whom are minority and minority-owned businesses. So as a result, what I have decided to do is keep the All-Star game in Atlanta because we are honoring Hank Aaron, who is one of the great stewards of this game, whose legacy of diversity, inclusion, and home run uh, title is one of the greatest stories that exist in the history of Major League Baseball anywhere. And I want to uh, make sure that we are honoring the hammer, which we would be doing, Hank Aaron, as loudly and proudly as we possibly could as a part of these All-Star festivities. But... I understand that we live in a time when many people have many different opinions about political issues. So if you don't want to play in the all-star game, if you are a player, if you don't want to manage in it because of the Georgia bill and what you believe, that is your right. We won't hold it against you. You can decide not to play. Same thing is true for any executives in Major League Baseball who don't want to come. But I believe the best thing we can do to demonstrate Major League Baseball's values is honor Hank Aaron, play the all-star game here, and allow everyone in the city of Atlanta to benefit from the game. Boom. That's all he had to say. It would have been flawless. I just did it off the cuff, live on the radio, and the popularity of Major League Baseball would have stayed the same or maybe gone up a bit because that is a reasonable and eminently logical decision, the exact opposite of what Major League Baseball did. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. I am stunned by the answer. We had some fun with Joe Kinsey, who is a writer at OutKick. Uh, but, Dub, your answer. So for people who don't know, Aaron Donald is accused of punching a guy at a Pittsburgh after-hours club. Now, I don't know what's going on that you would end up in an argument with Aaron Donald. I mean, I've seen the dude with his shirt off, and he looks like, uh, he, I mean, he looks like Mr. Olympia, Mr. what's it called? Like Mr. Uh, uh, whatever Arnold Schwarzenegger used to win back in the day, Mr. Olympia or something like that. Anyway, he has like 0% body fat. He's one of the greatest players in the NFL right now. Also, big dude. He's a defensive tackle. So I don't know why you would get into an argument with Aaron Donald in the first place. But Dub, you said, but so anyway, the, the guy got punched at the After Hours Club, allegedly, and he's accusing Aaron Donald of assault. And there's a picture of him with a monster black eye and evidently got a concussion as a result of that punch as well. And Dub, you said you would take a punch from Aaron Donald for how much money? Five grand. I mean, five. 16, I could take 16 stitches. What? I mean, come- you would let him hit you for five grand. Okay, first of all, he's not going to be as angry just punching me for me getting paid as he was probably for that guy who messed with Aaron Donald. So just off the bat, it's not going to be as bad, first of all, because there's no real rage behind the punch. 
I just this is one of the dumbest arguments that like I thought what Joe Kinsey said a quarter of a million that that was like not that I mean I, I you're risking Siri you're risking potentially death if I did, he hits but I you have the, the caveat angle. of no hospitalization I'm 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 under the presumption well, you can't you can't okay throw the caveat in that I'm not going to be hospitalized because you don't know what the impact of the punch is going to be. This is true, and I've never been punched. Thankfully. Like you could get, you've never been punched no, in no. your life. Oh, you I mean, you finish. could get <laughs> by Rudy someone of, by someone of the the stature of Aaron Donald. Yeah, when was the last time you were punched? Uh, in college, the day before like, I what, went home for Christmas break. What happened? Like there was a bar brawl, or well, so what all my friends got into a fight, and then I'm standing at an outside bar. At, a, at Sky Bar in Auburn. I went outside, uh, removed myself, sort of, and then the guy that they were messing with just comes up behind me and sucker yeah. punches me right in the eye. So uh, I, I came home s- with a big black eye. Uh, we had a big family Christmas dinner, and my mom <laughs> made me wear an eye patch. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, so that was not that long ago because you're 27. So this was like five or six years uh, ago. Yeah, exactly. When was the last time you were punched, Danny G? Oh, that must have been 2002. What happened when you got punched? Uh, That's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, was with my fiance at the time and her friends. It was a birthday party with her in a limo. They obviously all got faded. I had a couple of drinks, but we walk inside a club and a guy walked up to her and said something he shouldn't have said. And I to your to your out. to your fiance to my fiance before he could even finish what he was saying to her. I laid him out and we left. We exited the club and his friends came out into the parking lot and it was a scrap so uh you threw the first punch i did yeah all right and then it led into a brawl and you got hit was anybody seriously injured dude i was ducking i was weaving i was looking like oscar de la Hoya. i was getting hit like you know in the arm and the side i had bruises up and down my body but no flush hit to my face thank goodness all right so uh now as a part of this you were married for how long for two years. All right. So maybe maybe it wasn't worth getting in a fight over her. Uh, in retrospect, well, no, I, I mean, you were only married two years, and you oh, come uh, on, Clay, you got to defend your girl. If somebody comes up and puts a hand on her and says something like that, yeah. which I can't say on the radio, you're a wimp if you don't lay that dude out. All period. right. So how much? So this is the after hours club. Who knows what would have cost uh, created the the stir. How much would you have to be paid, Danny G, to get punched by Aaron Donald? A condo in Sherman Oaks Hills, California. <laughs> that I can see. <laughs> like you're saying, what would that cost? Like what is a Sherman Oaks condo? I mean, a wide variety, but probably like what, $700,000? I was just going to say $700,000. All right. So you would need basically $700,000 to take the punch. I can see that because you're like, I would, it would change your life. You would be able to, uh, to not have to worry as much about you know, your residence and all those things. Dub taking five thousand dollars, like you dub, you could blow five thousand dollars on the next Auburn football game. Well, that's why I don't bet on Auburn. Yeah, right. Can I change my answer by the way after hearing Danny G's? Yeah, I'll do it for a golf simulator. Full setup. A, what does a golf simulator cost? I don't even know. <laughs> like a full like sixty k. Sixty k for a great golf simulator. Yeah, sixty to hundred k. You would take a punch for a golf simulator. One you can, million percent. You can tag us by the way and let you let us know what your price would be to take a punch from Aaron Donald, uh, because I'm actually curious about that. Uh, at Clay Travis at Danny G Radio Dub. What's your uh, Twitter handle? At Dub Yarborough.
at W. Arbor. All right, I'm curious to see what the answers are for these. Uh, all right, when we come back, top of the second hour, we have an animal Thunderdome, and I talked about this a little bit on Thursday. There was a bunny that was decapitated in my backyard. Uh, found it while throwing baseball with my 10-year-old. Uh, I think we have the culprit in mind of what exactly happened there, but we've got a ton of other Animal Thunderdome stories for you. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. We got a lot of Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL action all underway. The RBC Heritage, I believe. Uh, All of that headed your direction. Uh, But I teased it as we went to break to finish off the first hour. It is time for the Animal Thunderdome. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet constrictor stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. There you have it. The music, the tones, the melodrama, all of it. And I'm going to start it off because we had a little bit of Animal Thunderdome in my backyard. We think, so I, I talked about this on Thursday's show, I believe, that uh, we were throwing baseball in the backyard, my 10-year-old and I, and we have like some tall trees, and the ball went into the trees, and my 10-year-old went in there, and he came running back out, and he said, Dad, there's a rabbit without its head back here, which doesn't happen a lot. It's not like we live in a, a, a neighborhood where there's a lot of wildlife around, right? Like we're in a normal I would say house neighborhood. There's a lot of rabbits. I've never seen a decapitated rabbit before. And so I've been trying to figure out what it is. And my wife went and looked at the rabbit and she said, oh, there are a lot of foxes now that have come into the neighborhood and will run around at night because we're not that far from the woods. And we think that maybe it was a fox that caught one of the rabbits. I mean, this rabbit is totally decapitated. I know I said I was going to send a picture. I forgot to do it. Uh, how would you guys assess that, uh, that 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 is likely to have happened? Now, the only other option is maybe a cat or a dog, but it feels like uh, it felt like a, a, a more of a predatorial move. Yeah, as soon as you mentioned this on yesterday's show, Brian Grubb tweeted us and he said, only tiger cats that don't use litter boxes eat rabbit heads. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our, our cats are uh, pansies. They don't go outside. So uh, yeah. our, ti- our two tiger cats, uh, the, uh, the the Bengal uh, cats that we have, they don't go outside. So they're not responsible for it. Guess right. is it's probably a, ti- uh, probably a tiger. That would be amazing. I, I, I think it's probably a fox. Well, OG Pity the Fool also tweeted in after that, and he said, we got to rule out the Bengal cats. He thinks human did it. But Deb Carson, the award-winning yes. uh, update anchor who takes the desk after Eddie for the DP show, she came in yesterday and she was like, you know, that headless rabbit Clay was talking about, that has to be an owl. Oh. Yes. You talked about how your yard is fenced in. So I went yep. to the internet, which is never wrong, and I wrote in rabbit with no head in backyard. It says, headless rabbits have been found around schools and wildlife experts say it's likely the work of an owl or a red-tailed hawk they oh. can't carry yeah they cannot carry a whole rabbit so they just take the head away to eat the eyes and brain oh <laughs> i mean that is that is animal thunderdome indeed i mean there if it was a hawk or an owl that would have been kind of scary to see right like that thing just yeah. go in rip off that rabbit head and take off gangster i mean yeah i mean i would not have anticipated that now when i say my yard is fenced in we have a gate in the back that opens up to allow the uh the cars to come in we we park our car in the in the garage which is on the back side of the house uh so i mean like there is a little place underneath the gate where like a fox could have come in uh but 
in other words, it's not completely fenced in to keep any animal out, but it would have to be a small animal to yeah. be able to fit under the gate that opens to, to allow the cars in. But I, I the owl the or the carried, hawk. Yeah, the fox would, yeah, that makes sense because I think the fox would have carried the whole bunny away. Yeah, I think that does make sense. Deb Carson with a, uh, a big-time play there. I think she's right. I think she, I think she nailed it. Uh, all right, we've got a, uh, you have got a bevy of animal Thunderdome stories for us. I do. Let's start with your favorite, snakes. Nah. <laughs> I'm a snakist snake for bite. people who don't know. that The only thing that I am 100% biased against without apology for in the entirety of my life is I hate snakes. I'm a snakist. I'll just own it. I own it. I don't like them. I hate them. Have you ever been to the San Diego Zoo? Uh, I have been to the San Diego Zoo. Several Beautiful years ago. Boy. Remember that story I told you about because I hadn't spent a lot of time in California before and I went out to San Diego. It's probably been about seven or eight years ago. Uh, It was before. It was longer than that because my wife was pregnant with our second kid. So it was about a decade ago and we were staying in downtown San Diego, fabulous city. And uh, they had the when they when they had the big earthquake. Do you remember like they had that? It's probably been a decade ago. It's probably the biggest earthquake that's hit in the San Diego area. And uh, and we were and I'd never been in an earthquake before. We were on like the 13th floor of a downtown hotel, and the room was swaying like crazy. Uh, and uh, it was a result of uh, the earthquake. And then you brought two earthquakes to LA with you. In the That's right. But both of, of the the two God, biggest earthquakes. earthquakes I've been in three different California earthquakes. Probably the three biggest really to hit in California. Uh, I've been not only in them. I've always been in a high-rise building in my hotel when the earthquakes hit. That's God trying to tell us something. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the San Diego Zoo this past Monday, they made headlines because a zoo employee was bit by a venomous snake. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, this incident happened while he was caring for the reptile in a non-public area. Their statement says, although the San Diego Zoo cares for a number of venomous reptiles, incidents like this are very rare and the snake was contained at all times with no risk of an escape, uh, the zoo said in a statement to the USA Today. So this snake, an African bush viper. How serious is the poison there? I don't know. Dude, here's the worst part. There is no anti-venom for this snake. It causes an immediate fever, hemorrhaging, blood clots, and likely death in humans, according to the University of Michigan. However, patients can be treated for their bite using anti-venom created for other snakes' venom. It's not uh, guaranteed, though, that it will work. They're not telling us anything about this guy's condition. I scoured the Internet yesterday. There's still no update on his condition. I mean, theoretically, he has to be in a San Diego area hospital, right? Right. But no update from any news outlet. So he could still end up dying. I mean, that probably means that they're keeping it quiet while they try to... I mean, I can't even imagine... First of all, I would not handle in any way any snake that was venomous, right? Like, even if they have the perfect anti-venom, there's no way I would even get close to it. What is the purpose? I mean, I mean this honestly. Why does the San Diego Zoo need this snake? <laughs> like, do you think there's anybody that has ever gone to this? What's the snake called? Uh, African bush viper. All right, has anyone ever gone to the San Diego Zoo and specifically asked to see an African bush sniper, puffer, whatever it is, snake? I bet it's never occurred. In other words, I don't know what they gain by bringing this snake all the way from Africa to have it on display. If there's if there's not an anti-venom for the snake, my zoo wouldn't have that kind of snake. 
you. And by the way, if any news breaks about this guy's condition and you see it uh, online, definitely tweet at us. Right into another snake story for you. It's too many snakes. A grocery store, Australia. This one's going to make you. This is, yeah. A grocery store chain says it's investigating after a customer found a venomous snake inside the plastic bag with her prepackaged lettuce. You know, I saw this and I was like, this is unbelievable. Um, Yeah, and it's not just a – there's been a lot of stories. You probably saw the story about the shrimp tails that some guy said he found in his uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, uh, which went viral on the internet. And now, like this, I'm I'm just not a fan. I am not a fan of the idea that this could happen. Yeah, Leslie Kuhn of Mossman, she posted photos of this to a Facebook group, Mossman Living, showing the pale-headed snake that her son found inside the package of lettuce that they bought from Aldi. Uh, she says, check packaged lettuce carefully, Australia residents. And the, the chain store says, we've worked with customers and the team to identify the snake's natural habitat, which is certainly not an Aldi store. Thanks. Yes. They're still determining how the snake got to be inside the lettuce package. They say, we're working closely with our produce supplier to investigate how this happened. Uh, we've never seen anything like it. We assume, and it's only an assumption, that because it was a small baby snake, it was picked with the lettuce and it survived the whole process. I I mean, th- I look, I want to go to Australia. I know everybody's got the list. I know Eddie went to Australia for, what, like two weeks for his 50th birthday a couple of years ago. And I would love to go to uh, to Australia at some point in time. But the number of venomous snakes in Australia is terrifying to me. And I feel like I would end up getting bitten by one of these snakes when I was in Australia. I already feel like I'm going to die because I get attacked by some sort of animal because of the animal Thunderdome in general. But this <laughs> is uh, this is not helping me to feel any confidence whatsoever. Yeah, and I got to tweet out a picture of this snake in the bag. I mean, you could tell it's a poisonous snake. And it looks like you would have opened up the top of the lettuce bag and then you would have been dead. This is why I don't uh, eat lettuce, by the way. This is this. Uh, there's no. I've not lost at all. By I don't do salads. I don't do lettuce. I'm just out. That's a good one for trying to go with the dad bod. All right. Finally, let's close out the week. This week's Animal Thunderdome with the worst dog in America. This dog has made international noise the past couple of days as he was described as a Chucky doll in a dog's body. The legendary Genie Most has the story. When you're trying to get someone to adopt a dog... Prancy. Hello, Prancy. You usually don't use phrases like neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating, a 13-pound rage machine, a Chucky doll in a dog's body. Is that any way to get nibbles from would-be adopters? Tiffany Fortuna is passionate about rescuing pets until a permanent home can be found. She says with a chihuahua named Prancer, she tried to make him sound palatable. The problem is, he's just not. Ladies, if you have a husband, Tiffany says, don't bother applying unless you hate him. He bonds with women only. New Jersey-based Second Chance Pet Adoption League specializes in hard-to-place animals. They even made a movie trailer dedicated to Prancer. Tiffany wrote, Every day we live in the grips of the demonic Chihuahua hellscape he has created. What are you doing? 
<laughs> but instead of scaring folks off, Prancer is getting hundreds of inquiries. He sounds perfect for me. When can I pick up? People? See, this is how we meet new people and make friends. Who needs friends? Tiffany has had gnarly rescues before. She decided to keep Rumpelstiltskin with his table-worthy long legs. Tiffany says she rescued him from an owner who died, and Rumpelstiltskin survived by eating a bit of his human. Prancer does have good points, extremely loyal, understands basic commands. Prancer. And oh, also, he's only two years old and will probably live to be 21 through pure spite. Friends. But is he a demon dog or a... Good boy. What kind of devil dog lets you pet him and when you stop, noses you for more? I, I, first of all, we have cats. I'd be fine having a dog at some point. But this is a phenomenal story. This woman, Jeannie Moose, uh, Moose or however you say, she's been doing yeah, fantastic Moose. stories for a long time. She has a perfect voice. She seems to find yeah. the most zany, uh, irreverent stories anywhere. I love this, and I love this dog idea. It's crazy. I mean, I saw this on TV, and I bookmarked it for the uh, Thunderdome. Yep. I mean, you have to, whenever somebody is advertising, um, you know, that they need to find a new home for a pet, it's kind of like selling a car. Usually they just talk about the good thing. And the backstory, by the way, this dog was uh, raised by an elderly woman who treated him like a human and never socialized him. So that's why the dog was kind of a mess once it got to, you know, another family trying to adopt him out. You would think, though, that people hearing this about how he hates men more than women do and isn't a fan of other pets or young children. He's a Chucky doll and everything that we just heard there. But they've gotten hundreds of inquiries with people wanting to adopt this guy, I guess, just because he's famous now. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is awesome. This is a great story. All right. For anybody out there listening uh, who wants to send Animal Thunderdome stories, how do they send them to you to make sure we don't miss any of them? Hashtag Animal Thunderdome, and you could tweet us at Danny G Radio and at Clay Travis on Twitter. There you go. Uh, so Danny G will be on the case, and the worse the story is, the more likely he is to see it. Uh, I hope, by the way, that San Diego Zoo employee ends up uh, okay. All right. Uh, when we come back, we are scheduled to be joined by Todd Furman. It's an interesting story out there about the NFL draft as we now are 13 days away from the NFL draft. I talked about how Mac Jones had become the gambling favorite to be the San Francisco 49er pick. Well, now it started to swing back, and now Justin Fields may have become the gambling favorite. We will talk to Todd Furman about that. Does anybody actually know what's going on? We will discuss. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. We are joined now by John Morosi, our Major League Baseball insider. And, uh, John, we talked earlier. We haven't talked to you since uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game decision. But earlier in the show, I was looking at a morning consult story. And it said the net favorability rating for Major League Baseball, according to their poll, and they do like monthly polls, I guess, kind of gauging what Republicans and Democrats think about different sports leagues. In the wake of the All-Star Game, Republican support, net favorability, moved from a net plus 47, which was the highest of all of the sports for Republicans, all the way down to a net plus 12. 
What is the long-lasting impact here for Major League Baseball? Do you think Rob Manfred has been surprised by the vociferousness of the uh, of the response disagreeing with his action, which seems to me, I could be wrong, but seems to me to be more pronounced than the praise for his action. How would you assess this? Well, Clay, there's obviously a lot of dynamics at play here. And, and first of all, the commissioner hasn't really articulated uh, what his response has been so far uh, to, the, to the reaction uh, to the decision on the All-Star game. What I would say is a couple things. Number one, this decision, I believe, made by Rob Manfred was done with truly the, the overall interest of the sport as it exists today, and the, the overall family of the sport as from a standpoint of dealing with the players and, and that dynamic there, owners, players. I realize there are other factors at work here, including the fans and their opinions of it, but where I think the decision eventually came from was in the weeks ahead, if the game was still in Atlanta, players themselves would be asked about this consistently. Uh, week after week, are you going to go? Are you not going to go? Are you going to boycott the event? Are you not? And that would have been in many ways, Clay, the, the overriding conversation within the sport. Uh, now, I realize there is certainly a lot of discussion around the sport, especially in Atlanta. I, I understand uh, the, the feelings about that right now. But I think from a standpoint of, of getting this season moving again, and at least within the baseball family, as I described it, players to owners and the teams at the club level, keeping them on somewhat of a, of a coherent forward-moving path without having the, the distraction of being asked repeatedly on the player side of things, are you going, are you not going, is the manager going, are you not going, that would have become a distraction. Now, has there been some negative reaction to it? Obviously there has been, but I think this was really and truly, Clay, a, a cost-benefit analysis done by the commissioner about what was in the best interest of the group that putting the sport on right now in the midst of the pandemic and I think by that score that was the guiding principle of the decision that he made so if he had said and this is my uh, this is my argument regardless of politics if he had said just straight up hey we believe that given the fact that we're honoring Hank Aaron and given the fact that Atlanta has a majority black population certainly in the city and even in the Cobb County where the stadium is which by the way is in the basic outskirts of Atlanta it has a large black population as well that the economic impact if you uh, believe the studies could be around 100 million dollars that we are actually hurting uh, the businesses that would be able to benefit them many of which are minority owned and so we're going to keep the all-star game in Atlanta but I would certainly say that any player, coach, or executive who doesn't have, uh, doesn't feel like I'm making the right decision here, they don't have to play in the game. Or if they decide to play in the game, they can come to Atlanta and make whatever argument or political statement they feel necessary to make during the course of the All-Star game. I tend to think, and I don't know if you agree with me, John, that if he had said that and he had articulated it in a strong fashion, that people would have moved on and individual players could have made decisions and individual coaches could have made decisions. But I don't think that they would have been consistently asked about it because the storyline gets boring between now and July. Now, when it gets to be July 7th or 8th or whatever, and we're figuring out exactly who's in the all-star game, but I look at it through the prism of, and you, you know this as an NFL guy who pays at least a little bit of attention, there are a lot of times when 
tons of NFL Pro Bowlers don't show up at the Pro Bowl, not because they're protesting something going on in Hawaii or Orlando or wherever it's being played that year, but just because they've got an injury or they want to get back to being healthy. The NBA players, many of them, did not want to be at the All-Star game this year because of COVID. Uh, I believe that was in, was that in Atlanta? I think that was in Atlanta as well. And they still showed up and they and they most most of them played. But if they didn't, it's not that big of a deal. I guess what I'm getting to is, I feel like guys not playing in the All-Star game is really not that big of a story, and it wouldn't last that long. Well, that that part of it, Clay, is is possible. And, it's again, it's hard to know exactly how it would have played out in the weeks ahead. I, I, I do think, just from having been involved in, in the way that All-Star games are covered, it, it would have been a prevailing story at the player level. And the decision that Rob Manford made did a couple things. Number one, it took the heat and the scrutiny away from the players and centralized it really on himself. And it also, I think from the standpoint of last season and the Players Alliance forming last summer and, and a lot of conversation and attention being given um, to combating racial injustice in the country, that this was a chance for him to to make a fairly strong statement, I would say a very bold statement, to, to say that I'm not just going to issue a press release or, or, or use words here, that this is going to be a fairly big action behind their, his support of what the Players Alliance movement is in the sport. The other thing, Clay, that it's hard for us to know is what kind of pressure, and I, I truly do not know this, what kind of pressure were the corporate sponsors for the event giving to Major League Baseball? Were they, were they saying that it would have helped them for the game to not be in Atlanta from the standpoint of their corporate support, sponsorship-wise? I, I don't know, that, that, but that has to be one dynamic of the overall equation. And I, I think the ultimate question, too, Clay, is, is there have been in the past, in the recent past, issues where fans have problems with commissioners and sports leagues. It happens all the time. There are, there are issues of various kinds that you might have, whether it's about officiating in a different sport, etc. And the question, one of the unknowns is, how does your feeling, if you're a fan who doesn't like this move, how is your feeling about the commissioner affecting your loyalty to your own team? I think a lot of fans separate the two. And I, I think that in the survey that you mentioned, Clay, there may well be fans who, who maybe they dropped their approval rating of baseball as a result of one decision, but they're probably still going to love their own team because that's their town. And I do think that – Sorry sorry to cut you off, but I do think that happens with the NFL too. Like I think what a lot of people do is they follow their own team – but they may not as aggressively be fans of the sport in general, which is honestly kind of the challenge baseball has in a larger context, right? The the sport itself is wildly strong on a regional basis, right? Like, i.e., if you're in Atlanta, you're way more likely to be an Atlanta uh, Braves fan than you are, for instance, an Atlanta Hawks fan, just using Atlanta as an example. But the NBA on a national level is much more popular than Major League Baseball. That is, you're more likely to watch the Lakers play against the Celtics or whoever they might be playing uh, that was who the Lakers were playing last night then you are to watch your local team right does that make sense like the NBA is stronger on a national level weaker on a regional Major League Baseball stronger regionally weaker national 
I, I would agree with that general characterization. And, and, I, and I think that, for example, we're, we're talking about the Braves and, and the game obviously was going to be in Atlanta. Now it's going to be in Denver. And I, I wonder, and you're obviously regionally close in your, your family connections to the Braves, I think it's an interesting thought exercise to say the excitement right now around Ronald Acuna Jr., his tremendous start, looks like the MVP early on. I, certainly in Atlanta, there's obviously going to be people that are not happy with the decision, and, and many of them about, about the All-Star game. But I'm sure they're still excited about Acuna. The other question is, broadly speaking, if you talk to a fan in St. Louis, a fan in Texas, a fan here in Michigan, a fan in Wisconsin, how do they feel about Acuna? And the reality is, to the point you just made a moment ago, Clay, they're much more excited about their own team. Yeah. <laughs> a Tiger fan is talking about Casey Mize and his start. The Brewers fans talking about their young rotation. And I think this is now where we've had I think it speaks, Clay, to the challenges of this particular sport. Of the offseason with the contract he signed and the cover stories everything else for Fernando Tatis Jr. Tremendous hype. Then he gets hurt. And and now Acuna has kind of passed him by. Baseball is such a hard sport, Clay, to be a great player where Mike Trout has been year after year after year, the best player on the planet, and yet it's still in some ways hard for him to achieve stardom on a level of Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady in our country. And that's something that baseball at some point has to try to make some inroads on. But it's tough. As you point out, we are much more connected in this sport to our local heroes and teams than we are nationally. Speaking of the national picture, by the way, uh, updated odds to win the MVP. And obviously, we're only about a tenth of the way, not even that, through the season so far. Ronald Acuna Jr. is now up to the favorite, right? He is plus 350. Uh, and Fernando Tatis Jr. all the way down to 30 to 1. And by the way, Mookie Betts, obviously you mentioned uh, the Dodgers a bit, I think, there. They have been roaring and rolling. And then you look at the AL MVP odds right now, and Mike Trout is a prohibitive favorite at plus 215. Am I crazy to say this? Would you agree with me so far? Mike Trout, best player in the American League, and Acuna Jr., the best player in the National League to this point. I agree. And Acuna, you think about Thursday's game, Clay, and this is where I know it's early. I have been an MVP voter in the past. There's always a little bit of narrative work that goes into how you vote, and you look yes. at not just the story of a, uh, the numbers, but the season. You, Thursday's game for the Braves was a game they really had to have. They had been playing poorly, and Acuna goes out, hits his seventh home run of yes. the year. I had to double-check that when I looked at the box score. The seventh home run, Clay, on Thursday. He Acuna, for me, and, and obviously Trout's dominance in the American League has been an ongoing story for basically a decade. But the thing about Acuna that I think is interesting, and I, I've talked to him before, not at length, but I've, I've been around him a little bit. I really believe, Clay, that he looked around, he saw the attention that Juan Soto was getting in the same division, the attention that Tatis was getting. Of course, his own teammate, Freddie Freeman, is the reigning NL MVP. And I, I believe that he went into this offseason and this season and said, okay, I'm going to prove everybody that I'm the best player in the league. And I, he hasn't quite said that in as many words, but I think that was his thought process. And, Clay, he's, he's doing it right now. It's fun to watch. We're seeing a player who has supreme world-class talent who now has a, a 
super sharp and focused on, on what he wants to prove this year. He also, let's not forget, came within one win of the World Series last year. And there's a lot on the line here for this team. This is a window for them to win. They're off to a sluggish start, but he has kept them afloat. And I would agree with what you said. Uh, he is the best player in the NL. Trout's the best player in the AL. Uh, and, and the Angels are having a little bit of a more consistent start to the year. So maybe, Clay, maybe, Mike Trout finds a way to make it to the postseason for only the second time in his active Major League career. We're talking to John Morosi, Major League Baseball insider. He works with Fox Sports, FS1, and he does for Fox Sports Radio, break down the league in general. Okay, let's go to the Dodgers. Expectations were high for the Dodgers coming off their first World Series since 1988. Shortened season, but they, as you mentioned, came back from a 3-1 series deficit uh, and won the NL over the Braves, three straight wins. They now are sitting at plus 350. The Yankees are at six to one. The Padres nine to one. The White Sox ten to one. Mets up to eleven to one. Thirteen to one on the Braves. The poor, uh, <laughs> I say poor Minnesota <laughs> Twins because they just can't win in the postseason no matter right. what. They're at fourteen to one. All right, are the Dodgers what you expected? I just ran through the favorites there. The seven or eight teams that are most favored so far. Anything surprising to you out of the gate so far? Well, the Dodgers, they're incredible. Uh, they've got Cody Bellinger on the injured list, and, and then they call up a 33rd-round pick from Central Michigan University, Zach McKinstry, and now all of a sudden he's been one of their best hitters so far this season. That is the depth of this team. They lost Kike Hernandez. They lost Jock Peterson to free agency, and they're still great. They still have depth. And, and this is what happens, Clay, when you have a lot of really smart player development people layered on top of great scouting people, layered on top of a world-class budget that's the biggest in the National League, they just keep winning. And they have the best chance probably that we have seen since the Yankees of the late 90s to be a true dynasty because they have the financial resources in a way that the Royals had developed this player development apparatus seven, eight years ago, but they didn't have the same payroll. It was not built to, to endure the way the Dodgers are. The Dodgers are off to this great start. They, well, they have the Padres now this weekend uh, in a series that we've been looking forward to for months, uh, back-to-back weekend series, Dodgers-Padres. And, and I think we're going to see. And there's some thought that Tatis will come back and play tonight in the series opener. So that's exciting if, if, if it ends up being that way. But I think, Clay, there's still a gap. And, and this weekend would not close the gap, even if the Padres swept. It would not say that, oh, the, the, the gap is closed. The Dodgers are still the best teams. Now it's just a question of can someone really meaningfully do it over the long season? Because one of the, the key parts of why this team is so formidable, Clay, is the way they're able to distribute the workload with their pitching staff. They never have to go to the same five starters all season long. They're able to, to keep guys fresh. They do it every year. The Padres, of course, they finally get the no-hitter. What a great story that was a week ago with Joe Musgrove. But I still think even if the Padres win this series or sweep it, the Dodgers remain the team to beat in the National League. Uh, what else is standing out to you? Uh, the Red Sox have been a bit of a surprise. The Brewers, um, in general, as we break down everything, uh, what else is uh, stands out to you? Sure, the Red 
Sox with that incredible streak of the nine games in a row that they won, I did not see that coming. I had yeah. some real questions about the way they were built. And they still may have a tough time in the AL East. But I tell you, Clay, that AL East is much more balanced than I thought. The Yankees maybe are not quite as good as I expected them to be. They're starting below 500 as we speak right now. So I think the AL East is wide open. We can even see Toronto with George Springer once he's healthy getting into the conversation. Uh, and then out west, the Mariners playing better than expected. The A's, a little slower start. I, I really like what the Mets have done. Of course, they've had a lot of interruptions, COVID postponements, and, and, and rainouts as well. But they look strong early. I think for me, the Cubs and their struggles. I, I really believe, Clay, that as we talk about one of the great stories in sports in our lifetime, the Cubs finally winning the World Series. And you look at it now five years later, Theo Epstein is gone, uh, Joe Madden is gone, and, and if they don't turn this thing around quickly, and I mean in the next month or so, we're going to start hearing by the time we're into late May and June, trade talks. Trade talks yeah. involving names that we know, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. So I think the Cubs right now are on the precipice of what could be a pretty dramatic sell-off this season. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. This is not baseball-related. But you live, if I remember correctly, in Ann Arbor, which is obviously where the University of Michigan is located. Are you aware, and you may well be aware, that the University of Michigan has the number one basketball recruiting class in the nation? Yes. I now and, and Clay, I can't quite go chapter and verse on all of the all of the prospects, but I do know that they've got the number one recruiting class coming in. And I, I just saw the news: Eli Brooks is coming back, which is great. Uh, phenomenal job by Juwan Howard. He has built an incredible team. And, and uh, we, we, I know we talk a lot about Michigan football, Clay, but I, I'll say this: I'll make this pronouncement. Uh, you can attribute it to me, although others have said it. It's a basketball school now. It's a Michigan is a basketball school. There is much more talk in this town right now about hoops. I think uh, I, I, certainly it's still there for football. Obviously, the, there is a passion for that team, and, and whenever whenever it happens, who knows when, they'll, they'll beat the Buckeyes. There'll be a lot of, of rejoicing. It might be 10 years from now or 20 years from now when it actually happens, but this has truly become a basketball school, and, and the amount of community support for Juwan and his team has been extraordinary. Baseball's been doing it for a long time, right, where a guy might have been a former player and he ends up coaching. Obviously, back in the day, we even had player managers. But Jawan Howard seems to represent, in many ways, a paradigm shift in the world of basketball and football as it pertains to who gets head coaching jobs, meaning former players are now ascendant in both leagues. Well, sure. And Juwan, he went to the NBA, and, and he did those jobs all the way up the ranks. Yes. He, he earned this position with a lot of really hard work over a long time. He played in the league for as long as he did on some great teams. And then he did the work at the NBA level to really prepare himself for this moment where he comes in, and, and John Beeline obviously did a very good job for a long time. But Juwan has put his own mark on this, uh, on this program. The players, you can tell they respond to him so well. Clearly, he's a great recruiter. Uh, it's going to become a destination. You know, the, the, the arena is tremendous. The facilities here are great. Uh, it, it really, he, he has done, Clay, in an ironic way, he has done what people thought Jim Harbaugh was going to do. It's basically the, a that point. stamp of, of a legend and, and coming back. And also, I think in many ways, he's someone who, you think back to the origin of the Fab Five, and he was the first of the group to come. He was the first to commit. And then eventually, Chris Weber, who was originally going to go play at Michigan State, 
State was was one of the last ones. And so Juwan, I think, has always been an ambassador. He was that way when he was 18, when he got the rest of the group to come, uh, largely. And, and he's always been an ambassador in the years since then. Uh, he's just been a great representative of the university. And, and as we speak now, uh, the, the excitement for this program is probably the highest that it's been uh, probably since the Fab Five. Outstanding stuff as always, John. Enjoy the games this weekend. We appreciate you getting up with us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Clay. Whether it's hoops, baseball, football, always enjoy the, the wide-ranging discussions, my friend. Look forward to the next one as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.